Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is creating with images. Images are everywhere. We hang them on our walls, view them on billboards and in advertisements. We capture snapshots on our phones and share them with friends or post them on social media. Images are scattered throughout the movies and videos we watch. And we see them embedded on almost every web page that we look at. Because we see them so frequently, we might overlook the importance of these images. In fact, I know I easily take them for granted on a daily basis. As we plan our learning experiences for our students, it's important to remember that in their hands, images can be a powerful and creative medium. This episode is about images, but we're not going to focus on the technical aspects of taking photographs. That could easily become a rabbit hole that we'd never climb out of. Don't get me wrong, I love photography, and taking photos is one of the great joys of my life. But unless you're teaching journalism or photography, finding images online or using phones or tablets to capture original images is probably all your students are going to need to engage in creative projects. So for this podcast, let's look at five ways that your students can create with images. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology. The first one is to share unedited images. This is the simplest place to start. It basically means students find an image and then share it for a specific purpose. They'll probably end up taking their own pictures for this or finding them online. If you do allow students to use images from the internet, it's important to help them understand copyright and what they can and cannot legally use. To be fair, most use will be legal in the classroom as long as the final products are not being shared beyond school. However, you want students to begin learning what is acceptable so when they leave us, they know what they can do. Once the students have their pictures and they know which ones they can use, there are three easy-to-implement activity ideas. One is to document a project or class work. They might even turn this into a portfolio or monitor their growth over time. That can be really powerful. Another option is to record scientific evidence. Students can take pictures at different stages of a science project to document an experiment or a phenomenon. These images can later be used to analyze or communicate their findings. They can also use images to illustrate a concept. This is a really popular approach. Elementary students might use pictures to show that they understand a math concept, like different kinds of angles. Or a literature student might collect pictures to accurately illustrate the setting of a story. The second way we can use images is to capture and annotate screenshots. This concept's closely related to the first one, but it takes the process one step further by adding these annotations or notes to the images. This process still begins by getting an unedited image that's either taken by the student or found online, but there's an additional option that they can consider as well, which is taking a screenshot of your computer screen and then using that screenshot for the image that you annotate. There's lots of different annotation software out there that you can find and use for this purpose. Once you have the image, you can do several things with it. You can label things. So have students label parts of an image using arrows, shapes, and text. Maybe they label parts of a cell or locations on a map. They can use this to provide directions. Annotations are really effective for giving visual directions or teaching a process. 
Students can number and label the image with steps to be completed. Text can be added to label the steps to provide detail. It's really limitless what they can do to communicate processes. And third, annotations can be really effective for providing feedback. Students can mark up a screenshot, they can point to specific elements, add text comments, can really be great for self or peer reflection when they're working on visual kinds of projects. The third way students can use images is to enhance projects. This might be the most common use of images in our classrooms. Instead of the image being the final outcome, students use images as building blocks toward a creation of something that's larger and more complex than that original image. The first step, of course, is to collect the image, but then once the images have been gathered, the creation process can begin. Here are some of the many products students can create using images. How do I use, How do I use this? Integration inspiration. Integration ideas. One is collages. For this purpose, students would gather images that illustrate a concept or a theme. Some apps like PicCollage or the Pixlr collage template can make the process really fast or effortless. Another product is a timeline. Students could sequence images to show progression over time, or they could add images to a traditional timeline. Students can make posters. Making posters digitally allows the students to more easily add images and other multimedia to create sophisticated designs. They can be creative with this, like making a movie poster for a book you've read in class. Another option is to create an infographic. These are visual ways to present complex information, and they can be used for nearly any subject area. Products like PictoChart and Canva make this process really easy for students, especially if you start with one of their templates. Making a slideshow is a tried-and-true approach that still works, and you can really help students present more naturally if you encourage them to add more images and fewer words to their slides. Students can create memes. Kids love memes, so why not let them create with a medium that they connect with? And one more product they can create is to create a website. This may be the ultimate multimedia option for photo use. There are nearly unlimited things that students can do with websites and ways that they can make them interactive and informative. There are an increasing number of free website programs that are available online, and these are getting easier to use all the time. Google Sites, Weebly, and Wix are three of my favorites. The fourth way students can use images in your classroom is to make it interactive. Students can make their images come to life by adding movement or interactivity to them. There are several options for this. One is to create animated GIFs. These are essentially pictures that move. Students can find GIFs on websites like Giphy or create their own with Lunapic, Clipchamp, or TallTweets. Students can also create hotspots on images. Essentially, this means creating clickable spots on a picture. When those spots are clicked, something happens. Typically, these hotspots can link out to text, websites, videos, audio, or another picture. This can add depth and interest to viewing an image, making it really interactive. ThingLink and Genially are two tools that allow you to add hotspots to an image. A third way to make an image interactive is to create an interactive kiosk. Kiosks are most easily created with slideshow software like PowerPoint and Google Slides. With these tools, students can link pictures and other slide material together through a series of hyperlinks. When students click on an image or an image hotspot, it takes them to another slide. It's a little bit like creating hotspots on an image, but with a full slideshow. And number five, 
students can create enhanced photos and even art with images. Now, some of your students may want to take this next step and go with image editing to the next level. This can be really exciting, and it's gotten quite accessible with a variety of free online tools like Pixlr and Lunapic. They're kind of like free Photoshop online. Here are a few things students can do with these tools. One, they can enhance an existing image. That means if it doesn't look quite right, they can use the image editing software to make it look better. Maybe they brighten it, make it a little sharper, or crop it. They can also create an album movie or book cover. This is a creative outlet for a lot of students. They can do this with other tools as well, but these photo editors allow students to access the deep editing options and really get into the image editing aspect of it. And one more fun thing you can have students do with images is to create an alternate reality. Students can take an image and then edit it as if a historical event or a story plot turned out differently than it did in reality. They can use layers to insert people that didn't belong in a picture into a new picture. They can change the setting. They can mix time periods. It can be a lot of fun for students, and it can be used to show their understanding of a topic more deeply than just at the surface level. Although we may not think about it every day, images offer more than initially meets the eye. They can engage students creatively and provide new ways for them to connect with their learning, show what they know, and express themselves. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Specifically, I'd encourage you to check out the article titled, Picture This, The Power of Images in Student Creation. And of course, be sure to join Rena Winston and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we're joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care, and thanks for all you do. You make a difference.